that rig yeah. was fun for me. That's, and now, it's fun now to it's, like take, yeah, to do the thing and to do the other yeah, thing and then a, put the thing down a, and then flip it when it's yeah. the thing is over and you need to put the new thing on and yeah, it, there's a and it, it like it causes you to take time and slow down and like look at the album art for God's sake, like hold mm-hmm. the record in your hand. I mean, even with Harry, like I've had so much fun. Like he's super into Queen right now, and what's the album? Um, that has the robot eating them. It's got um, "We Will Rock You" on oh. it. We are the champions. Uh, By the way, this is another thing that I miss, yeah. analog-wise. Yeah, is not knowing things in conversation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm Don Hall, and I'm David Himmel, and this is the Literate Apecast. uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> Have you ever had a stick shift? Do you ever what? drive stick shift? Do you ever own one? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you the question because I thought you knew that I that I currently drive a stick shift, that my last car was a stick shift, that I've been able to drive oh, sticks since high school. Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, I've been driving stick since I was 14. Okay, so you know how to drive stick. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. It's, that's the response that I think everyone should give when asked the question, can you drive stick? Well, yeah, I'm not a fucking moron. Well, on the other hand, it makes sense that there are some people, but I know this is going to shock you, but I I actually had a conversation with a young woman um, uh, over at the, uh, where was it, the Smiths. Um, I was grocery shopping and I got to a conversation with this woman and uh, magic came on uh, the, the music. Kevin and me, we are magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. And, I, and I said, wow, it's so sad that she died. And she said, who's she? And I said, Olivia Newton-John. She goes, I, I don't know who that is. I said, you don't know who Olivia Newton-John is? She said, no. I said, I said can I ask you a question? She said, yeah. I said, are you seven? Uh, uh, what? And she was like, wait, well, wait a minute. How would I? I said, Greece. And she went, how would she? Oh, was she, yeah. she was the woman in Greece? I said, yeah. No, that's uh, Michelle you know, So, Yeah, there you go. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Alice's favorite. But, but yes, in terms of the stick shift, you sent me an article, and I'm going to read a paragraph for you um, because I found it very interesting. The title of the article is The End of Manual Transmission. And I, I often find sort of like... Uh, ruminating on nostalgia to be a little pointless it's i mean it's kind of fun but it's kind of pointless but then i read this and i thought this was actually this is not uh, just about oh my car doesn't have stick shift anymore yeah go ahead read read, read that paragraph yeah he says uh fully autonomous cars might never be in widespread use and even mostly autonomous cars could be a long way off in the meantime the automotive industry will take away drivers control in slow lumbering steps just as other industries have for other appliances apparatuses and services you can now flush a toilet or operate a sink not with the force of your hands but by means of sensors web and product searches yield the results some third 
party wants you to see rather than the best matches to your requests. Maps, now digital, show points of interest in a place of raw information. Travelers let the apps that host those maps tell them where to go and how to get there. Custom ser customer service agents follow scripts to solve your problems. Your doctors follow automatic diagnostic templates and the streaming platforms on your television calculate which shows you should want to watch next. Yeah. And I thought... Yeah, he's. I mean, there is there is sort of a, a a melancholy to the idea that he points out that the that there's only like two point four percent of cars available, like at CarMax, that yeah. even are standard <clears throat> transmission. Well, it's funny because when I was in high school taking driver's ed, I had planned on learning how to drive on stick. So I would learn. I would just learn to drive stick, and I figured if I could drive stick, I can drive automatic. But they didn't offer stick shift lessons at my high school. Okay, fine. I learned shortly thereafter. I was taught by uh, older counselors that, like, I, I worked with at summer camp. They had cars. They taught me to drive. Boom. Loved it. Um, and then my first car was a Volkswagen Golf, but it was automatic because I was so stupid. I bought it and was like, oh, I, I really want to stick, but uh, traffic in Vegas is so bad. Yeah. It's stupid. The moment that I bought the car, I regretted buying an automatic. I love that car, but I regretted buying an automatic. So as soon as that car got totaled, thanks to Estacia Casino's tour bus that turned into it, um, I went out and bought a stick shift. And I love stick shift. I, I mean, this article speaks to it. Like, I feel like I'm in control. Not any more control of than an automatic, but there's just something about I am one with the car, driving the car, making the decisions, working with the car and what it needs and what I need it from it. And it's why I like sailing, too. Like, I love, like, okay, it's not just get in the motorboat and go, turn on the engine and go. Like, there's all these other things to consider, and it's a lot of fun. And it becomes second nature. Well, what I also think is so much fun to do. Well, and not only is it fun, one of the things that I, because I, I, it's just very funny that you, you sent me that. Um, I read that uh, traffic accidents, Countrywide, nationwide traffic mm -hmm. accidents have risen by 20 to 25 percent in the last year. Mm. It, it, it hasn't been to this level for like 20 years where traffic accidents were really a big problem. And they have a million theories. But I think one of and, and you know, the pandemic and sort of a reckless behavior and less driving means there's more open roads. So people driving a little more yep. recklessly. But I also think and that's that's what I notice is that the difference between driving a stick shift because I drove stick shift. I mean, I learned to drive a stick shift when I was 12, when I had to drive a tractor for a farm I worked sure. on. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. And, and so I've known how to drive stick for fucking as long as I've known how to you know drive a thing. And you could jump in but, my car and drive like, it right now. I mean, it, right. Dude, yeah. I, could, I, could, I could push start your car. I mean, you know, that, I mean, yes, I know, <laughs> I know how all that shit works. But I mean, it's, I a, it's actually, a useful skill. Like, that's the point. Is like I you, can fix your clutch. I could go in. That's, that's one of the things yeah. that's been fr frustrating about Because I love my Prius. Yeah. But the thing about my Prius is uh, I can't fix can't anything fix it. on it. Yeah. Not a goddamn thing. I can go. I mean, I re rebuilt my Chevy. When I bought my Chevy Deluxe when I was 14, Mm -hmm. which was my first car, was a 1951 Chevrolet Deluxe. Yeah. Um, but I had to rebuild the engine from scrap parts. I mean, it didn't mm. have a generator. Uh, the clutch was fucked up. I mean, I had to go out and find parts and rebuild it. So I know how to do that. But that's no longer a service that is yeah. necessary. See, I don't know? know how to and do that stuff. That's I, I could yeah. not rebuild my clutch. If my clutch pops, 
I got to take it to somebody. I got to take it to you. I got to take it to the to my mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's the automation thing. Like I, I, I get nervous with like iCloud because it, it, it God, at risk of sounding like such an old fucking dork, but like I don't like my files to go to places where I don't know where I've sent them or where they're backed up because then like things I, I, I just, I like to do shit myself in, in most cases, you know, and that's where the, the larger theme of this, of this story is taking our choices away from us, taking things away from us. So we know how to do things. We use our minds to calculate decisions and, and organize things and use our deductive reasoning. It's we're in this long game of removing so- that ability. Here's my question for you, because um, I was thinking about this when I read the article. What what other analog? Because really, we're talking about the difference between, I mean, even though we're talking about cars, really, like, my Prius is run by computer chips. The yeah. whole fucking car right. is. Right. Um, and, and, and so, you know, that. so what other analog kind of stuff do you mourn? Oh, do I mourn? I thought you were going to ask, do I use? Because I've got... A proper record no, player. It, you well, know? No, that's because that's that's the thing. Is is uh, this this what I liked about the article is not only was it a nice uh, allegory for our loss of connection to the machines, to the tools that we use, mm-hmm. a connection to the tools that we use. It, it is a loss of that, and that is exactly what he's talking about. But also, um, it is a loss of a. It's a mourning. It's he's really mourning the fact that this is no longer that soon. He's, he's yeah. going to have to get a new car, and he's never going to be able to find a stick shift again. That's what and I'm going, terrified of, yeah. And, and he's going to lose that opportunity, and so it is sort of a grief. You know, it's a mourning. So my question is, what analog stuff do you mourn that you question. no longer... Yeah. I don't think I mourn... Any, I'm trying to think, like, what's, what was analog that I once had... That I no longer have. I guess like the rotary phone, but I don't. I don't mourn that. No, um, I don't. That the sad uh, thing is the the cell phone thing. I don't. I, I actually find great use, and I like no, the cell tools. phone. I'm good with. Yeah, totally. And and well, I, but also part of that is I've made it part of my business, and maybe this is because I use so many things analog, and I had to know how things worked for me. But is that? I mean, I can still use an atlas. I yeah. don't have one, but I can use one. And if I found one, I would know how to read a map. I can't find my ass with two hands yeah. without some sort, because I just have terrible direction. I just yeah. don't have a good sense of direction. Same. But yeah. I also understand how the maps work on my phone. I understand how they find it. I know how to work it. Right. I know how to work the digital stuff. So I don't, the phone also thing doesn't do, bother me. The phone thing doesn't bother me with the maps, because I, I get a new road atlas every year. My grandmother has yeah, been okay. buying me a new road atlas for my car. For, I, dozens of years. I mean, for as long as I can remember. Um, Katie gives me a hard time because I like to look at a map. If we're going on a long road trip, I will open up the car atlas and I like to kind of map it out and see where I'm going from that 30,000 foot view and then see some things along the way. I just, that's how I like to do it because I think it's more fun because I can like get in the map. You know, I can get on the road from... you know, whatever the I know the what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, I totally so with even with the maps. If I go because I do use my maps app a lot because, like you, I have a terrible sense of direction. Yeah, I just um, stick it on my I stick it on my dash. 
Even when I know where I'm going, like, like see, that's when what I, I don't Kansas. do. Once I know where I'm going, yeah. I don't use it anymore. Katie yeah. well, still uses it for everything. I don't use it in town because, uh, bizarrely, Chicago would you'd think would be an easier place to get around because of its grid. But I had a hard time getting around Chicago all the time. In Vegas, I learned. I mean, I got Vegas. I never use my. I never. I never use my uh, thing unless I'm going to a specific house I've never been to. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have a problem around here. But I know when I go like on my trip to Kansas, when I finally move at the end of this month, I'll put the damn thing on and I will just leave it on. Yeah. You know, because that way, and part of that, it, to be honest with you, part of it is. Uh, it's not that I don't know how to get there. I know I know how to get. You know, I, I know exactly all the highways. I've I've done it enough times now that it, yeah, I know how to get there. Yeah, it's that I like knowing. First of all, I'm going into Kansas, so I know there are going to be speed traps, mm-hmm. and I and I can miss the signs. I mean, the way the speed traps work in Kansas is you're going 75 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and then inst- instantly it's 55. Yeah, which means you've got to fucking because if you pass that 55 sign and you're going even five miles over, they get you. They're going to get you because that's yeah. what those little towns are designed to do. They they want to they want to fucking nail you so they can get some of that that juicy mm, highway revenue. Yeah. But, but, but with Apple maps, I can see it coming. I can mm-hmm. see it coming for a while. I like that. I also know exactly how much more time the drive is going to take. I know where I'm at in terms of, I do of, like that. That there's like, I like that for traffic, but I will, I will look through the steps of the map. I'll put it in my phone and I will look through the steps before I hit start. Katie will just hit start and go. She's like, it just tells you where to go. I go, yeah, I get it. Tells me where to go, but I want to know I just, I just want to have that idea in my head. Do you use cruise control? I do. I, I've been using it more lately like in my older age, but I, I'm not a big fan of it because even then I feel like I'm losing some of the control. Well, Plus, it like gives me something to do, so I don't like doze yeah. off, you know. But this is the benefit the, to me. The benefit of the cruise control is, is speeding. Again, we're talking about the car is speeding. The speeding. If I've yes, got it and set, that's when I will often use it. If I've got it, it yeah. set. Because because yeah. the la- I haven't received a speeding ticket in twenty fucking years, and when I went to Kansas after the divorce, at one point, in, in, like the first day I was driving, I was in a daze. But then the second day, I suddenly felt really, I felt great, and I'm listening to fucking, you know, feel like the first time jukebox hero. I'm just fucking jamming in my car, my little red roller skate. And I just wasn't paying attention, and I didn't yep. have cruise control on, and I got fucking pulled over and got a two hundred dollar fine. It was like, oh. okay, you know, oh yeah, it's Kansas, but you know, it was like, all right. And I didn't feel bad because I had broken my rule. I wasn't using cruise control, and I was jamming out. Well, when I use c- cruise control, I can jam out in that speed, and I'm fine. I also build in speeding tickets into my budget when I'm on a road trip. Like I'm gonna get, oh, yeah. I budget for three. Because that's there you go. You know, like I said, I haven't gotten one in twenty years. So, what other things analog do you I, want? I what are things? I don't think that I. I mean, I I guess I don't use. It was maybe two years ago. I stopped getting my daily calendar, my annual calendar, like my notebook. So I would write my appointments down because it just got to be like, look, everything's on the Google Calendar or my Outlook Calendar. Like I. I, I'm not doing this anymore. And I kind of miss yeah. that. Like, I just miss because I had a system. But I don't know that I mourn it. Um, I, I mean, I still use a watch, like a wristwatch. Yeah, so I, I haven't used a watch uh, in years. I use bracelets. You know, it's like that's. I mean, I don't I'm, have, I'm I have my, currently wearing my I Apple my Watch because I was working out earlier, but like, I. Yeah, but I, I, know, have, I have my have, phone, and so yeah. I. 
yeah, I, I can always find out what time it is just about anywhere. Um, I was thinking about this. What do I miss? I miss, um, I, and, and, and I don't know if I mourn it. And you said you have uh, a record player. So that's the thing. Yeah. I actually, and it's not like, because I bought Dana one and it was like a tiny, you know, it's just like sort of a portable. I mean, it worked just fine. Yeah. It worked just fine. Yeah. But what I miss, I miss, and I do miss this, and it and it, it, it's the same reason I think this guy misses the stick shift because there's a tactile newness. There's a, I miss my motherfucking big ass stereo. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the turntable that was as big as a desk yeah. that you lifted the thing up, and I mean it was just like and the and the speakers that were like the size of yeah. you know just they big, had to be on the floor. Know. They were like a they had furniture to be on the piece. floor because yeah, they were, you would put yeah. plants on top of them or whatever. I yeah. miss for some reason so, I tables. miss that. <laughs> yeah. I miss that because I really liked and it's not like oh I think re- LPs are so much warmer. Nah. No. I just I just miss that kind of rig. That rig yeah. was fun for me. That's, and now, it's fun now to it's, like to, it's, yeah, to do the thing and to do the other yeah, thing there's and then a, put the thing down a, and then flip it when it's yeah. the thing is over and you need to put the new thing on and yeah, it, there's a and it, it like it causes you to take time and slow down and like look at the album art for God's sake. Like hold mm-hmm. the record in your hand. I mean, even with Harry, like I've had so much fun. Like he's super into Queen right now. And what's the album um that has the robot eating them? It's got um We Will Rock You on oh. it. We are the champions. Uh, By the way, this is another thing that I miss, yeah. analog-wise, yeah. is not knowing things in conversation. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You like, know? I was really just about to jump on. Uh, you can, just, exactly. I can see you starting to do it. And that's Queen what we do. Is, with We Will Rock you. <laughs> You know, you can't have you can't have the argument because I remember news like, of the world. Back there you the, go. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But so I'm I showing remember, him I re- this as it's playing, and he's just like putting the two together. Like, oh, there's this art goes with that sound, and there's like a thing you have to do to get to that sound, and it's all kind of worth it. There's just I miss cool. liner like, notes. Fun. Yeah, yeah liner, liner notes, notes yeah. and album covers and something like that because they're you know they do that in the phone, but uh, that's not as much. I was putting together. Uh, I mean, what what don't I miss? I don't miss making mixtapes, you know. And oh, mix you know CDs. what? I do miss. I do miss that. Okay, here's, here's I don't why. miss that because because you could still do it with, um, you know, a playlist. Like you can make a playlist now. I'm sure that's what the kids are doing for their. Well, that's what that's you know, what I just betrothed. did. That's what yeah. I was gonna say for Eric for Eric Lewin's uh, show. Um, I had him put together, yeah. you know, a list of of songs he wanted that you know fit for the pre-show. So I, today, that was one of the things I did was I just put together the playlist. Well, it took me no. I literally, I typed search and then add to playlist. Search and then add to playlist. If I were doing it manually, if I were doing analog, um, it would take me. I, I was I was telling Eric about this. this. Is back in the day. This is back in the the WNEP days in Chicago, and this is before. I think this is before CDs um, for what we were doing a show called The Mysteries of Harris Burdick. And Jeffrey Shavar wrote a score for the show. And it was 40 cues, right? Okay. Well, we, what, what we had available to us was a cassette player mm-hmm. at the Bailiwick. And so I made 40 My cassette God. tapes 
queued up, and then I had I had a table with carpet on one, and then a table with carpet on the other, and it would be like, okay, I'm put, I'm playing this one, play, and as soon as it played, I'd very very quietly, because the booth was right on top of the audience, so I'd very quietly take the tape out and then place it on the discard side, mm-hmm. and that's and then at the end of the show, while everybody else was, cl- I'm literally re-queuing, just rewinding all of these tapes. Oh my god! And 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 the thought of how much, but. And I don't, I'll be honest with you, I don't miss that because it was kind of an arduous pain in the ass. Yeah. But there is, there is something to be said that I had to and that... There's a romance to it. I mean, there's... Yeah, and the woman that doesn't know who Olivia Newton-John is probably never knows, she wouldn't know what to do with a cassette tape if she tried. Well, I, and I came, there was a time when I was making mixed tapes, which transferred into, or evolved into mixed CDs. So there were two ways of doing it, and this is what I loved about it. The CDs... Is like you had it manually, like, you know, going CD to CD, or I don't know if you could do tape. I guess I never did tape to CD. Anyway. Oh, I did tape. Yeah. Maybe Dana, I, did. I got I Dana some stuff. Dana, um, Dana got a, I got Dana some equipment that she could do tape to CD because she had a lot of, ta- she had tons of mixtapes and nothing to play on. I, and then, I don't care about Dana. Um, we're talking about you and I right tell, now. I'll tell you that that's, that was my experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you you make the CD and you you you, you have to make the, the you have to make the set list. That's like yeah, that's yeah. the big thing. You gotta make, and then you you burn it to a CD. But then you have to make CD liner notes covers. and cover liner art. notes and so cover you have to make art, proper yeah. cover art. And you can put yeah. in you have to list the songs. And if you want to do liner notes, like you know, really hammered home, you do that. With the tapes, there was an art to it where um, timing it out. So first of all, you wanted the songs to be like nice and tight but with enough space between each song that would break it up nice. Sure. You know, that wasn't too abrupt in its... Yeah. But then the goal would be side A, you max it out, and then as soon as side A ends, or however, whatever the math was, you flip it over so you could just go right to autoplay or auto-reverse. Yeah. And then side B would just pick right back up. So there was no fast-forwarding to the end of A or rewinding to the beginning of B. You could just keep that shit going. Oh yeah, which yeah. is essentially what the playlist does now. Like you never have to stop and do this shit. But and there was switch. an art to making it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like my God, how much fun was it? Like to dangerous, but like sorting through, digging through the the floor of the passenger seat in your car, trying to find that tape so you can shove it. Find in the that thing, you one know? tape. Yeah, I had a when I was in college. I had a I, I, I delivered pizzas for a, I don't even know how long I did for six months, whatever. And I had this, uh, I don't even know what kind of car it was. It was like a, it was like a pre-SUV, but not big. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I don't remember what kind of car it was, but it had one of those dual cassette players where, you, where it would automatically flip. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, oh, I love yeah. that. And I mean, I, I'll never forget. I mean, the, the, the songs that I remember, those are the best. You know, that's something I miss. And I don't think, I do not think this is an old man sort of reveling in the music of his past and and discarding the music of today. Um, I miss real musicians um, playing real music. Ah, that's old. I do. That's, no, 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 no. The thing about it is, is, is I remember the early electronic, like the early electronic music. And I remember, you know, I remember all that kind of stuff. A lot of the musicians today don't like, if you want, if you want a record scratch, yeah. You don't actually have to scratch a record. Let me you find one right a, now on YouTube. 
You know, like, yeah, I can you know, just find and, that and, audio and right now and rip it's, it. It's and, and and if you want a guitar riff, you don't actually have to have a guitar. Yeah, you don't even have to know how to play one. You know, all you have to do is be pretty and have auto tune. Come up with a two chord riff, and you can be a pop star. And it's like, okay, uh, I miss the days when you had Foghat, who were five of the ugliest human beings alive, but they were great musicians. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, it's... I kind of miss it. I don't know. I don't know if I mourn it because I've got all my playlists or fucking yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's all so, right there. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't know that I mourn the CD making thing. Here's like having to dig through your car, the, the the floor of the passenger seat to find the tape, or sort through your CDs in the visor in your CD visor holder, or yeah. your CD booklet. That also made you a better driver, just like driving stick. Like you had, you had to, to be, be paying, more, paying attention. attention. <laughs> you yeah. had to be a better driver. So I don't know. I mean, this that's is getting funny. a little. This is getting a little old manny. But I, it's that's not what it's what I'm trying to do. You that's know? not what we're going for. It's it's like it comes down to this, like being being able to understand something. And like like I said, like I understand how my car works. Can I fix my clutch? No. Like I have a, I have limits on what I can do. Um, like I know how to sail the shit out of a boat. I'm understand rigging. Could I rig a boat myself? No fucking way. I mean, I would, I could fumble my try. way through it, but I don't, you figure you know, it out. There are people that are like riggers. That this is that. what they yeah, do. What like they I do. would rather give do. it to them or work with them, you know, but Katie and I get into this a lot. Like with the, with stick shift is she says she can drive stick. But I tried to teach her once, and she freaked out, and I haven't been able to teach her since. I haven't yet to be able to get her to get in the car again. And I've taught a lot of people how to drive stick. I'm, I'm a really good teacher when yeah. it comes to driving stick. But she's like, well, what if I have to slow down on the highway? And I'm like, well, uh, then, then you, you... – I, I don't – hit the brake? Like, put put the – press the clutch and put it in neutral? Yeah. And hit, I, uh, what's, the, I, what's the situation? There it, are a million – She's like, well, but what if, what if I hit the brake and the car just, like – keeps going i go it it's not okay you don't know how to drive stick because that it that is not at all that, how a car works in that's any not how it works <laughs> if, if you it's hit the far brake more likely the car that, keeps going your brakes yeah, are fucked. it's far more likely that the ai and the prius is going to exactly just keep yeah. on going you know or the on. ai and our mazda that she drives every day that you know does automatic yeah. braking for you if you get too close that could malfunction an automatic brake in the middle of a fucking intersection and she gets t-boned it's all about control isn't it it's all about our desire to control a world that we are not in control of to begin with. And these are the little moments that don't give us a sense. Don't you want to know how to do that stuff? Like, that's the I thing. do, like, don't, but... And that's what, like, to Katie, like, don't you want to understand how this See, works the reason I want to know how to do... Have that it's one of, of the things... One of the things... I'm going to Kansas, and there are plenty of survivalists in Kansas. I mean, I've been in Nevada, Nevada and I've got plenty of that, too. And... I you know I did the thing that I hadn't done since uh, since the divorce. I watched Castaway. Of course I did. Oh God! Um, and and it did. It made me think. Uh, you know, knowing how to do certain things that that in the absence of all machinery is 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 a good thing to know because yeah. the idea that this technology is going to last with the electrical grid we've got in our fucking country. Jesus. I mean, you know, and the yeah. cyber terrorism, at some point you're going to need to know that, you know, that you can't just go get river water and just drink it, that you got to boil it. You right. got to know that. And that means you got to know how to make fire. You know, well, I the mean, zombies just, are coming and there's, there's, there's a car with a full tank of gas. Ah, oh, shit. 
It's a stick it's shift. It's a stick shift, and now I'm going to get my face Now I'm up. lunch. And now, Warsack of the News. First headline, and I'm going to explain some of these because some of these might not make sense. That's I went, I went, I did okay. the deep, the deep dive of some very unusual stories. This is in NPR. A man who held up a bank demanding his own money becomes an unlikely hero. Here's the lead. Bassam Al Sheikh Hussein, a 42-year-old food delivery driver, held up to 10 people hostage during a seven-hour standoff last Thursday. He entered the federal bank with a shotgun and canister of gasoline, fired three (laughs) warning shots, locked himself in with several bank employees and customers, and threatened to set himself on fire unless he was allowed to withdraw his savings, which he said he needed to pay his father's medical bills. Like many people in Lebanon, Hussein had been unable to access his life savings because of the strict limits the government put on withdrawals of foreign currency assets, effectively freezing them when the economic crisis started in 2019. He had $210,000 trapped in the bank. <laughs> the, pol- the police came in, arrested him, but then allowed him to pull out 35000 of his own money. Uh, I mean, I, I can't understand why somebody can't take their own money out at any... Like, He's not a child. He should be able to have... If he wants to take $210,000 out and pay his dad's medical bills or spend it on hookers and blow who gives a shit it's his money like but yeah but this is lebanon and they and they are in a full-on economic crisis this is like bedford falls when everybody does a run on the bank at some point other people's money because that's how banks work if you take all your money out of the bank then other people lose their money and then everybody then the whole thing collapses so lebanon i don't think this is right but that's what they've done it's a federal bank and lebanon has said strict limits on being able to well maybe they should back it up then like we have the what is it the fdic yeah yeah we have that yeah we have the federal i don't think i don't know if lebanon has that but well maybe maybe we should go into lebanon and fix their banks and make them american Headline number two, Ezra Miller apologizes for alarming you is in treatment for, quote, complex mental health issues, unquote. Do you know who Ezra Miller is? No, I'm thinking Ezra Klein, but that's a different last name. No, right? Ezra Miller was the was the was the creature that like the bad guy creature in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Um, he was the Flash in the Justice League. They just oh, did a this Flash guy. Yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And this guy, this well, this this he, he's non-binary. He goes she they they go by whatever. I'm not doing that shit. Anyway, he he does all this nonsense. He's very strange. He's been accused of choking a woman in a, a bar, and he started a cult, and he's. He's fucking, I mean, this, you know, to the point where the big question is, are we, are they going to, is Warner Brothers going to be able to put the flash out? Because this guy has just gone off the fucking rails. And, and I'm sorry, but the whole complex mental health issues thing, I'm, I'm sorry. It's that that's becoming the dog ate my homework. I don't want to do that. So what do I say? I have to take care of my mental health. I'm a gymnast and my only fucking job is to to compete in the Olympics, but I've got I've got to take care of my mental health. Then don't fucking be a gymnast. Go lay around and be a mental health case. I Jesus mean, Christ. Yeah, I. A lot of it is, perf, I don't know, performative, 
bullshit. I mean, look, oh God, of course mental health is important. Take care of yourself. But also, look, dudes, you have to function in the world today. So yeah. figure it the fuck out in a way that doesn't, you don't have to exit the world every, I don't know. Maybe this is for, I don't want to say every five weeks or whatever, but. Yeah, but there I has to be a sense just... of resilience. I mean, because I get it. I get it. Well, there, but this is this is the problem. There are real mental health issues and they are treatable. They don't know everything, even half of everything, or maybe even a quarter of everything about the mind. However, there are, there's legitimate mental health issues. And then there's, I don't want to do this, or I'm just an asshole who likes to choke people and start yeah. a cult. I don't buy it. You know, I was talking about this today with Katie. Like, you know, people with their whole, like, I have anxiety and I have depression and my anxiety is really kicking in this week. Da, 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 da. Like, dude, it's, look, man. It's my dog ate my homework. We all That's have, what it is. We all it's have an excuse anxiety. to not have to do. We all get depressed. There is There are different peaks and valleys and everybody's different and there are some that are more severe than others. I get it. But the majority of people that I hear going, ugh, my anxiety is really... Dude, stop. Like, I'm anxious. Yeah. Figure it out. Get... Get yourself muscle through it, goddammit. Work, work out more, drink more, smoke a cigarette, get on fucking Adderall, whatever. Drink more coffee, drink less coffee, fucking sleep in, stop sleeping. Whatever the fuck you have to do to get yourself to be able to get through the day a little easier, fucking do it. But bitching about it and being this like, I'm a champion for mental health because my anxiety didn't get the best of me today. Dude, it was a fucking Saturday. You had nothing to do. Of course it didn't get the best of you. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Number three, strippers mm. have a new tactic in a North Hollywood labor fight. They are organizing with Actors Equity Union. Great. First, it'd be the very first group of strippers who are complaining. Basically, the gist of it is California changed the gig law and said that you can't do gig stuff. It's it's because that means workers are cut out of the... Uh, benefits kind of thing. And yeah. so they're, they've been dealing with this. Well, strip club operators don't want to hire them as employees and strippers don't get as much tip. They'd rather be private contracts. So there's right. all this shit going on. And there's this one specific strip club in North Hollywood where they just feel like, you know, their their security guards don't police the rowdy patrons and all kinds of stuff. And so they are, they are petitioning to join actors equity, which to me, makes complete sense because Who's, is, Ezra is, Mil- is, is Ezra Miller somehow better than a stripper? No. Let me ask you a different question. Is Ezra Miller a better actor than a stripper? No. Probably not. And I'll tell you Very the best, unlikely. I mean, other than maybe uh, Tom Hanks and, you know, Olivia Newton-John in Grease 2, there is no better actor than a stripper. Nobody likes you that much. Nobody ever likes anybody that much upon first meeting them. No, stop. Like, they're acting. And and nobody that's dancing naked to a bunch of horny dudes all day, all night long wants to fuck any of them. And you think that they enjoy. Yeah, that they enjoy sliding up and down a greasy pole to girls, girls, girls again. Exactly. It's been 40 years. They're not enjoying it. That smile? Yeah. Acting. I agree. I completely agree. Number, what is this? Number five? This is number five. This just made me laugh. This was in Vice News. The mystery 
of Montana's Toilet Men. What? This this was on Reddit. It's a picture. It's really a thing. Um, basically, the, the caption was, Guy dropped his phone into a pit toilet. It's an outdoor, yeah. like, outhouse kind of thing. Decided to take his clothes off and dive in. He was too fat. He got stuck. Oh, and wasn't no. And wasn't found until the next day. No. And he never got his phone. <laughs> oh. So would you jump into a pit toilet uh, to get your phone? I mean, as as long as there was a bag of rice nearby to drop it in, so you know. So I mean, the break, picture, but you, I, you see the dude helping him. He's stuck in the toilet. All his clothes are wadded up right on the other side of the toilet. It's just the fucking funniest thing. No, ever, so. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, if your phone if your phone goes into a, a shithole, it like you, just, you know that sucks. That that's a bad yeah, day. Take. Take the loss, man. Yeah. That's that's fucking nutty. That's, I mean, it's a thousand dollar device, but Jesus Christ, yeah, no, it's a thousand dollar mistake. Like that's a thousand dollar whoopsie. You won't soon forget yeah. it, but that, yep, that's gonna hurt. But yeah, no, I'm not loss, going fishing. Not the shit for my phone in a dark <laughs> earth hole of poo poo. <laughs> no. And finally, you know the thing about it is, uh, and I, I want to talk about Liz Cheney. Being, uh, you know, being ousted in Wyoming. However, Ooh, I, I think trounced. this. I think I think, but uh, Busiris, Ohio, has a much larger scandal. A much. Uh, this is deeper. Okay. This is uh, from uh, WBCO, Ohio. A familiar face at the Bratwurst Festival opening ceremonies will be missing, particularly the original queen, Abigail Brockwell. Abigail was forced to give up her crown at a special meeting held by the Bratwurst Festival Board on Monday, August 8th. According to sources, the turmoil surrounding the court has been building for some time. As a result of the conflicts, the queen and her immediate court were ordered to turn in their crowns and sashes over to pageant officials. They have not indicated why she was stripped of her Bratwurst Queen crown. Oh, I know why. Oh, tell me why. Yeah. I did, it wasn't in the story. They're closeted Jews. Uh, you can't eat bratwurst. It's pork. So they found out that they haven't, they're not real. <laughs> you can't be the princess of brats if you keep kosher. <laughs> well, there you go. I, you know, see, it's just an anti-Semitic What's her name? Thing. Abigail? Abigail what? Brockwell. No, that's Brock, that's Brockstein. I went to camp with this girl, Abigail Brockstein. Okay, I know. Yeah, all right. She was a couple years younger than me. She was in Vassar Cabin when I was in Mohawk. Yeah, no, this is bullshit. So, all right, that was number five. Number six. Finally, I did. I knew there was one more. Here is the list of what's been found in Lake Mead oh, as Lake love. Mead has dried up. Five <laughs> bodies. For those who are not listening, that's Lake Mead, Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, or Arizona, have, so, depending on or Arizona, <laughs> but yeah, these these all they have found five bodies, uh, several sunken boats, and a ghost town. Yeah, at the bottom of Lake Mead. What do you think? Uh, it's not a ghost town if it's at the bottom of a lake. It's a mer ghost town. Okay, fair, fair. God, who is reporting that story? <laughs> <laughs> See me in my office. This is USA Today, man. Yeah, well, that figures. Yep. I, I love this. I am... I, I, <laughs> look, the, the fact that the West is drying up is, is no laughing matter. 
But the shit that they're finding in the lake really is. is it's pretty comical. Just like, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's creepy and it's fascinating and it's, and it's scary. And it's like, ah, there's, there that is. Like, there, there are my car keys. You know, like, I feel like yeah, the, at yeah. that point, well, it's becoming the, that. The thing oh, there's is, my contact lens I lost in 1978. Yeah, I read this, and there's some possibility of mob activity from the 70s or 60s oh, or whatever. Of course, but yeah. One, but one of the things I, I thought about when I read this, and I've been following it, obviously, because I live here uh, in the short term, um, was I was like, I imagine what would what would you find if all of a sudden there is a, a massive twenty year drought in New York and the Hudson River Jesus dried up? What would you find in the Hudson River? And oh my God, it'd be a lot more than five bodies. It'd be a lot more than five. You'd have a population I mean, of a small town. God, I can't like, even. I mean, even the, Cal, the Calsag Channel here. You know, yeah, like if right. That, ooh. Lake Michigan dries up. What would you find? How many bodies would you find? Mm. You'd find, find you'd find DB Cooper. You know, I mean, yeah. Come on, Amelia Earhart somewhere down at the bottom of Lake Michigan. Oh I my mean, God, yeah. <laughs> there were six things you should do this week. My first thing to do this week, uh, it's a read, and it is read the story we were talking about earlier. The end of manual transmission, stick shifts are dying, when they go, something bigger than driving will be lost. It's by Ian Bogost, it's in the Atlantic, and it's a really interesting read. And my first thing is also a read. It's a new book that just came out called, by Trip Mickle, After Steve, How Apple Became a Trillion Dollar Company and Lost Its Soul. It's actually because uh, you know, I'm, and, and this isn't this isn't you know the, on the level of the Walter Isaacson, you know uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, but what it is, and Trip Mickle doesn't pretend to be. But basically, this this is breaking down Tim Cook and, and Sir Johnny Ive, and how they both represented two sides of Steve Jobs, but took both their ends mm. in an opposite direction and couldn't get along, and and how Apple is no longer. The Think Different Company. Hmm. Okay. It's now it's now the Be Like Us Company, and we're just going to keep churning out the same shit over and over. It's now the Listen to You Too, Goddammit Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Fucking so yeah, assholes. it's a it, it, it's it's a really if 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 Apple is ever interesting to you, um, I highly recommend After Steve, how Apple became a trillion dollar company and lost its soul. All right, my next thing is uh, listen. It's on Freakonomics Radio. The podcast, Freakonomics Radio, based on the book. Uh, this was, um, I think, their most recent episode. Uh, episode 470. Although it says it's a replay. I don't know. Anyway, but it's Freakonomics Radio. The pros and cons of America's extreme individualism. According to decades-long research, the U.S. is not only the most individualistic country on Earth. We're also high in indulgence, short-term thinking, and masculinity, but low on uncertain avoidance, if that makes you feel better. We look at how these traits affect our daily lives and why we couldn't change them even if we wanted to. There's a lot of, well, pros and cons of, um, yeah. of where this sits. Individualism. And, of individualism. And it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I, I was surprised. Like, oh, that's a good thing. I just, yeah, it was, um, yeah, give it a listen. It's, uh, All right, yeah, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know why I'm talking like this. 
Yeah, there you go. My second thing is also a listen. Um, I've, I've brought her up before, her podcast, Honestly with Barry Weiss. This is uh, ordinarily she has an, uh, a, a guest and they'll talk for an hour or so. This is a 19 minute listen, so it's not going to kill you. Um, it is her essay, her reading her essay, We Ignored Salman Rushdie's Warning. Mm. And, mm-hmm. and it, is, it, it, is, it is a real nice breakdown of uh, his, the fatwa after him in 1989, 1990 by the Ayatollah, the, his, and, and him finally coming to a point where he started noticing campuses canceling speakers for having different views and him saying, this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Trust me, I've been here where people tried to have me killed or discredited for having an opinion that did not fit the narrative they wanted. Mm-hmm. This is not, and it's it's a really good little 19-minute read, and I like Barry, so uh, it's good to listen to. Yeah. My last thing to do this week, and this is the last time I'll say it. I knew you were going to say it, I, I and I will watch it. <clears throat> the thing is, it's now it's dropped. Um, I don't think I'm going to have time to watch it this week because I'm, I'm in the process of moving. But once I get to Kansas, I will be able to sit and I'll be able to watch all of your pick, which is... Better Call Saul. Yes, it's Better Call Saul. It has wrapped. It is over. The answers, the questions are answered. Ah. Uh, fuck. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna watch it. Just, we'll have a whole fucking just episode. Brilliant story. We will time. have a whole episode and talk about Better Call Saul. But uh, I want to watch it because otherwise, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, mm-hmm. I know what season five. Is. All right, and my uh, third thing is also a watch. Um, this was new. I didn't. It didn't really grab me when it dropped. This is. It's now just had a fourth season that's uh, coming out sometime in the fall, I guess. But. Uh, it never. It was on Netflix, and I was. It just never caught me, you know. Um, and then I saw a tweet from Stephen King saying he was so happy they were doing a fourth season because it was the best television series he'd seen in years. And I went, "Well, I like Stephen King, so let me watch this." It's called Manifest. Hmm, okay. And effect and and the the setup and this won't grab you, but the setup is that uh, 191 passengers get on a plane. It's all like they stand by. They all got bumped. To another flight, they'll get in this plane. <clears throat> some families are separated. Well, you know, some got to fly out their original flight. The plane leaves and then disappears. And five and a half years later, it lands and ah. they haven't aged. Now, that sounds kind of interesting, but not that interesting. But that's what, what, that's what happens in the movie Lightyear, basically. That's, but what, but, well, that's yes, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was not, thr- I, I thought Lightyear was fine, but it was, didn't do much for me. Um, I have watched that movie 20 times in the last week because Harry saw it and now it's constant. Now it's on a loop. It's all yeah, he wants. It's just yeah. A, yeah, but uh, what's really interesting, and I didn't get this, is uh, it's one of those things, and I'm not going to get too much because I actually think you would like it. I actually do think you would like it, is the first thing is they all... 191 of them start hearing voices and it's their ah. voice ah. and their voice. And, and, you know, to give you an example, it's like they're the main two characters are a brother, sister, right? Yeah. And they're like adult. She's a cop. He's a professor. And, uh, and she's, she's running and she sees these two German shepherds that are behind a fence and they bark at her and she hears set them free. Oh, God. And she's like, what the fuck? And she keeps right, set them free. 
And she doesn't, and she can't, and it won't stop. It gets louder and louder in her head and she can't get rid of it. So that night she goes to set these fucking dogs free and her brother shows up in the car and she goes, how did you know I was here? He goes, I didn't, I'm here to set them free. And this is all I'm telling you. And all I'm going to tell you is for the same reason that I love the leftovers. Yeah. This is not the leftovers, by the way, but the same reason nothing makes me happier than when someone takes the concept of the Judeo-Christian Bible mm-hmm. and sort of the ideas behind it and puts it in a modern con- context as if it's supernatural. It's mm-hmm. really fucking fun. It, I mean, it's just, okay. it's, it's just tremendously interesting and fun and kind of X-Men-like mm. because they're known as the 828ers because it was Flight 828. Yeah. And and it, once once people start figuring out that they have this fucking thing going on where they can kind of see the future, oh, they become pariah. It's 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 quite good. It's quite good. I enjoyed yeah. it. I watched all three seasons, and now I'm looking forward to the fourth. Manifest on Netflix. All right. And that is the show. That's it. I think you should go drive your drive your stick shift. Just go drive it around. Just drive it around and just burn through the gas, man. I'm gonna kill the environment, but you know what? I'm gonna have a good time doing it. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>